2: I want this to be your best year ever. I want this to be my best year ever. I want this to be the best year ever for Beverly Nadler, Dr. Denise Nadler, all their friends and family, and we want this to be the best year ever for all our friends and family worldwide, our most loyal listeners, and people just like you. Joyce, Barry, and Friends, the number one radio show. You might be wondering why this is so. Memorable quotes, life lessons, and so much more. The Coach's Corner will make you soar. All outstanding guests that we love to feature, you will find this show to be the best teacher. Great authors like Tetsuya and Bernie Siegel, awesome leaders that soar like an eagle. Beverly Nadler with Here's to Your Health, Home Business Opportunities to Increase Your Wealth. Kurt's impersonation and improvisation add to the show's transfundation. broadcasting live across America and around the globe with timely topics and issues to probe. The chat room is always fun. We see your comments and appreciate each one. Once you change your life, change your approach. Then hire me, Joyce Barry, as your coach. Welcome to Joyce, Barry and friends. We always love to hear from our listeners. We love your comments about our shows, questions, anything you want to tell our guests, anything you want to tell me. We are always open to that which you have to say just send an email to CoachJoyce at AOL.com and another thing that we absolutely love around here is when we have our Here's to Your Health Thursday segments with our favorite health guru, the one, the only Beverly Nadler, an extraordinary reprogramming coach, an extraordinary poet, author, and extraordinary friend, so we're always blessed and excited when Beverly Nadler is on Our show. Today, our show is about building a better brain. I don't know, folks, I always think about building houses. I never thought about building a better brain. Our brain is only 2% of our body weight, yet, it runs our entire life. Until recently, it was believed that once the brain was fully formed in adulthood, we could do nothing to alter it. It simply deteriorates as we age. And I know that, like me, a lot of you think that to be true as well. Fortunately, we now know that this is not true. Thanks to neuroscientists and brain imaging equipment, our brain can grow new cells and form new connections regardless of our age. So today, our health guru, Beverly Nadler, will explain how you can create a better life by building a better brain. I just want to say for me, one of the factors in building a better life is having you, Beverly Nadler, as my dear friend.
0: Thank you so much for that wonderful
2: introduction. And it is a blessing to me
0: also to have you as my friend and to be on this show where I can share the information that I consider to be life-changing for many people if they actually apply it. And hopefully people will apply what we're talking about today about the brain because the brain does run your life. It has a hundred billion nerve cells and an almost infinite number of connections. That's why when you think of one thing, something else pops into your mind. Sometimes you might notice yourself wanting to connect with something, think of something, and it doesn't pop in immediately. Your brain is actually searching through these connections until it finds the thing that you're looking for. It's an incredible, incredible organ. And as you said, it's only 2% of your body weight, but it actually consumes 20% 20% of your energy at rest so that when you're actually active or, or you're taxing your brain, you know, trying to figure things out or you're in, under stress your brain is using up a lot more energy which why what we do for our brain is so important and this is known now when it wasn't really understood before because now we have all kinds of equipment imaging equipment and all kinds of technology where neuro researchers and scientists can actually see the brain in operation and see what happens as we do and think certain things. And as you said, though it was believed that one time your brain could not be changed and improved upon, we know that that's not true. At one time it was believed that it would automatically deteriorate and degenerate as you age. And in fact, that does happen if you don't take care of your brain. So that's why I consider this to be an extremely important program. There's two words that I want to give you right now. I won't be repeating the words because you won't need them, but it might be interesting. One is neurogenesis, that means your brain is creating new cells, and the other is neuroplasticity, which means your brain can create new connections. And that all happens if you take care of it and you provide it with the right activities, thoughts, beliefs that it needs to make these wonderful changes, which literally, as you build a better brain, you build a better life.
2: Beverly, this is so fascinating to me because we often talk about building a better body and all the other things, building our emotions so that they're more stable, building healthier emotions. But building a better brain, who knew? (laughs)
0: Well, all of it comes from your brain. Everything that you're doing, your mind operates through your brain. Your mind and your brain are not the same thing. Uh, You have a Conscious mind, subconscious mind, you have a higher consciousness, all of these things which we have, in fact, discussed in other shows and we'll discuss again. But the fact is the operation of your life here on planet Earth is dependent upon what you put into your mind, what you put into your brain. And when you mentioned building a better body, what's also fascinating is that many of the things, in fact, most of them that have to do with building a better brain will also build a better body because there is a body-mind connection which more and more scientists and researchers and neuroscientists... Uh, are becoming psychologists, are becoming aware of. So the link between body and mind is very, very close. But there are some specifics that I'll be talking about that not only uh, build a better body, but are very specific for how well they help your brain and help you build a better
2: brain. As I said, I find this so fascinating. Because we don't hear much about, you know, the brain and and that which we watch on television and that which we read for the most part, unless we're deep into research like you are, Beverly. So this show has a lot to offer, folks. Get out your pad, get out your pen, and take notes. Go ahead. Thank you for saying that, because there is a tremendous amount of
0: information. Obviously, in the time we have, I'm not going to be able to give you the info- all of the information from the many, many video shows that I watched by brain scientists and the many, many books that I've read and articles, etc. But I am giving you highlights that are guaranteed to change your brain and change your life if you put them into action. We're going to use an acronym. And the acronym is BRAIN. And I want to thank all of you who have written in and told Joyce how important or how helpful it was because the last two shows we did, we also used acronyms and that helped you to remember what we were talking about. And that's really a wonderful thing because if you don't remember it when when the show is over, you don't put it into action, nothing changes. Though, of course, let me remind you, that you can go back to any show that Joyce has had, and there's years of them, and they're wonderful. My shows and other people's shows also, and just put in what you're looking for on the website. There is a place to just put it in, and you can find the show. So if you want to go back and find out shows, you can put in the dates if you want or
2: the subject matter. And it's very simple to access. Any of our shows on the homepage, com, upper right-hand corner, just type in Beverly Nadler, for example, and all her shows will come up. So you can access that which you wish 24-7, but downloading, emailing, putting on your website, all of that is uh, right there in our archives.
0: Thank you for, for letting people know. Uh, The first um, of the brain, the first letter is obviously B, and there are two words, almost two words, and in one case three, for every one of these uh, letters. So the first for the brain is breathing, and so we're going to begin this show with a centering breath. And it is a calming, controlled breathing technique that actually not only helps your brain, but slows your heart rate and prepares your mind, which does help your brain, for a natural and effective work pattern. And here it is. Inhale for six seconds. Hold the breath for two seconds. Slowly exhale for seven seconds. Very simple. You can do this right now, and you can do this at any time that you're feeling overstressed, or you can do it to start your day in the morning just so that you start off with a controlled breathing technique. You know, the first thing that happened when you came into this world was to take a breath. So the way that we breathe is very important, and this is one that many doctors have advised, even though there are many different breaths. This particular one is a very good controlled breath that will assist you even in beginning your day and will help you keep your brain in, which shall we say, better shape.
2: And what you recommended is in for six seconds, hold for two seconds, release for seven seconds. Uh, I've heard so many different versions of how many seconds, uh, but with your uh, extraordinary research, this is the one you're recommending today. Yes, but that doesn't mean the others don't have value. We have a whole show that we've done on
0: breathing, and many different breaths were on that show. But this is the one that I'm recommending because it came from a brain doctor, and it is in one of my many reference books on the brain. So that's the one I'm sharing today. But breathing is a very important part of being
2: alive and of actually helping your brain. And the easy way to remember this is just think 627. If you form connections, it makes it easier to remember. Just think of 627, and you'll have it.
0: Well, there you are, the brain connection. Okay, very good. (laughs) Now we have belief. Our beliefs are so important that um, this, this show alone cannot give you enough information. We have the Power of Belief shows that we've done, which you can find and get a lot more information. But let me give you some of the most important points. First of all, we say that we create our, our life with our mind, and I'm sure you've heard that, you know, it's all mental. And our mind, both conscious and subconscious, operates through the brain so our brain literally gives directions to all parts of our body. And these, we call these programs. We generally call them programs in the subconscious mind. But again, recognize that this mind, this subconscious mind, the mind that we're not aware of, that we don't have to consciously do anything with, is functioning through the different neurons and the different pathways created in your brain. Our lungs, we don't have to think about how to make them breathe, although it's good if we do some breaths that are specific. But even if we don't, we'll still be breathing. Our digestive system, our eliminative system, uh, muscular system, immune system, all of these are under the directions of our brain. It must operate. These directions must operate through our brain. Now, why am I telling you that? Because I want you to understand As much as your brain will do to keep these systems operating well and functioning to keep you alive and keep you well, we are the ones who, with our belief systems, with our thoughts, with our fears, with our anxieties, actually cause changes in all of these systems in our body. So when we have certain beliefs about ourselves, about our world, About our health and we repeat and reinforce them as we continually do both consciously and unconsciously what happens is that they become pathways and directions just as important to your brain or to your subconscious mind as how to keep you breathing how to keep your digestion functioning how to keep your heart beating So they become as much a part of the patterns and directions and instructions that direct you and keep you operating in a particular way, keep you thinking in a particular way and behaving in a particular way, and this is why your beliefs are so important. You need to change your beliefs if they are not Operating in a way through your brain that is allowing you to express your life fully, functionally, healthfully, happily.
2: And that is not only true, but imperative. Like you say, everything connects with everything else. So that is something you must really focus on and be cognizant of.
0: Yes, and some of the things, and if you're not... Uh, sure of some of the things I'm talking about. Listen to yourself talk. Your, 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 your self-talk with a self-talk dash or listen to yourself as you hear yourself talking and saying things perhaps like Oh God, I'm so stupid. I made a mistake again. I can't do this or I can't do that or I don't understand that or I'm too fat or I'm I'm ugly or I can't stand this or I hate my thigh. Whatever things that you say to yourself that are negative, you have created actual pathways in your brain that will continuously pop out these beliefs and will cause you to create and attract into your life Those things that make them true.
2: Go ahead, Beverly. Okay, so you're on such a roll. I just keep going.
0: Okay, beliefs are extremely important, and we have we have many programs on beliefs on the subconscious mind. You can find them. By going again, just as Joyce explained, into that menu and putting in those, find more and more because entire shows have been done, especially on this subject because it is so important. And it leads us into our next words. The next letter is R, and there is reprogram and repetition and reinforcement. That's our R words. Reprogram your brain In other words, if you discover As you begin to Look inside your inner world Yourself and, and hear yourself speak That there are thoughts Beliefs that are not In harmony with what you would Like to happen In your life which you would not want to be the instructions for your life, then you need to reprogram them. And there are many systems that do that. But the first and most important part of it is to become aware that you have these and to make an intention that I don't want them anymore and I want to reprogram. Now, many times the only way that it's going to happen is through working with someone, whether it's a hypnotherapist or it's someone who does specialized energy techniques that assist you in changing uh, the way that your belief systems. But there's also a lot of information in books and especially in my book, Vibrational Harmony, half of that book is devoted to the process of reprogramming, how you do it, why you do it, and examples of what you can do. And that book is available on my website, which is BeverlyNadler.com. So Vibrational Harmony will help you. But as I said, this is an important thing you must learn to reprogram those things that are not supporting you in your life.
2: And I want to just say about the book, it is really a very worthwhile read. It's something that will help you in all areas of your life and vibrational harmony. I so endorse the book that I wrote the forward and as Beverly will attest, you can read the whole book. Make sure you include the foreword; is an integral part of the book. <laughs> Back to you. Okay, thank you. Um,
0: the other words is repetition and reinforcement. That is a part of reprogramming. See, many times you'll read something um, about you know improving your life and about how your mind works, and it will say, "Well, think differently." And it'll say, This is easy to do. Or you take this one course, this one day thing, this one seminar, and everything changes. That's not true. If you have to reprogram your brain, it takes time, and it is repetition and reinforcement. Think about when you programmed certain things into your brain and go back to your school days for that, because when we were learning our reading, writing, and arithmetic, we were programming ourselves. When you learned that three times three is nine, you don't have to think about that now, but at the time that you were learning that, you may have had to go... With your fingers, one, two, three, and the next fingers, one, two, three, different ways, or, or count with pennies. You had to do repetition and reinforcement to bring certain things into your brain so that they would become automatic. And when I talk about programming and reprogramming, I'm talking about things being automatic. When you learn to drive a car, now you can drive if you're a driver, of course. You, you don't have to think about it. You know where you want to go. You can think about many things. You have music playing. Hopefully you're not texting, but you can have music playing. You can be thinking of other things. You know where you want to go. and You end up there. You're not automatic because the program is already in your brain. But when you first learned how to drive, you may have taken many lessons or gone with many sessions perhaps with a family member who didn't make you crazy while you were trying to learn how to drive, but you repeated and reinforced it. So repetition and reinforcement is very important.
2: I want to say that I do agree with that. However, there is one thing I also have a belief about. Having been a coach, a success coach for decades, I also know uh, that it can be that one seminar, it can be that one book, it can be that one quote that can make such a major impact that there can be change. So, yes, while repetition and reinforcement. Uh, puts you very much along the way i know many instances where we see something in a book and like the skies open up uh that's why there are best-selling books like joel Osteen, major motivators and and bernie siegel and so much others that that book can really truly impact a life that quote can impact a life that person that mentor on that one thing you go wow So I do want to say that I do believe that that is possible. I don't believe in absolutes. It's not going to happen with a book or or with a seminar. I don't believe in that. I believe it can happen. And if you're committed, you can make it happen.
0: I respect your opinion, Joyce, but I will tell you this, that when someone gets an aha, it doesn't just come from the sky. There are many things that have been going into their brain, perhaps not being used, not being thought about consciously, and suddenly this particular thing impacts on them. If, in fact, people changed from that one time, we would not need thousands upon thousands of books thousands upon thousands of courses, probably millions of books, and people would not be listening to the same things over and over and over and over again in order to get it into their subconscious mind that, yes, I can do this. That's what commitment is about, and you just use that word. Commitment. Well, I want to
2: say that I believe both are true. It uh, could be that everything you've read before, heard before, seen before, leads up to that one thing you heard when the uh, student's ready, the teacher's appears, and that thing put them over the edge. And it might have been all the other prior history of everything else that got them to that point. But I will never negate that that sentence in a book, that person that just said the right thing at the right time, can, and I do believe, it can make a major impact in one's life. And I'm agreeing with you. It can make a major impact,
0: and it can give the person the determination and commitment to continue on, absolutely, and it can change their path. But it still takes time to actually reprogram. And I'm going to say the miracle that you're talking about can happen. But generally for most people, they will need the repetition and reinforcement. So I'm not disagreeing with you. But I want to move on so we can get to the next very important things for the brain.
2: Well, I want to, okay? uh, wait, before we move on, I want to also say that I, I do believe you are correct, so to be clear about that, you are correct in in your version of the same thing, and to prove that you're correct, we have this extraordinary radio of uh, a poem uh, about our show that says why you should be listening to us every day, not just one day, not one time, but every day. And here it is, an extraordinary poem from the extraordinary poet, in your words, Beverly Nadler.
0: Listen to me. I have something to say about a wonderful way to start your day, a way to stimulate your mind and increase your energy. Make you feel so good. And guess what? It's free. Weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern, hear the Joyce, Barry, and Friends Show. You'll find it on the internet, on Blog Talk Radio. This show is upbeat and fun and very inspirational. It's informative, educational, and very motivational. There's the Coach's Corner, great quotes and news. There are suggestions perspectives, and advice you can use to enhance your life and improve your health, plus clever, simple ways to increase your wealth. Joyce's perceptions and personality will keep you captivated, and her guests from many walks of life will always keep you fascinated. When Joyce and her friends speak, it's like you're in the conversation. This is part of what makes her show
2: And folks, we do ask you to partner up with us in having that happen. Simply go to Joyce Barry, B A R R I E, Joyce Barry and Friends dot com On the upper left of the home page, you will see my picture right under that. If you click on follow, just for that simple act, you will get an email about every show, every guest, every topic. You need not miss any of our special shows. So you do want to become a follower, and we're very grateful to our loyal listeners and our loyal followers. So do become a follower. Back to you, Beverly. Oh, yes, I totally agree how important it is to start
0: your day on a positive note, which is what happens when you listen to this wonderful show. And it really is a wonderful show. And it does help people to get that aha. (laughs) So let's move on to A, which is activity and avoid. First I'll talk about the activity. And there's two kinds of activity. One of them is creative activity whether it's art or music. I saw a wonderful TV show on When I Paint, I Remember. And it was a show about elderly people, many of whom had uh, Alzheimer's or some other form of dementia. And it showed them doing art and how their brain actually sparked as a result. It also showed them going to museums where they could look at View beautiful works of art and have in, actually have intelligent conversations about them because anything that's creative that we do, whether it's art or it's music. I had a, a friend who was a music coach years ago, and she worked particularly with um, with elderly people. And she and there was at that time. There wasn't any of these um, technologies and different uh, imaging uh, things that we have now, equipment. Uh, they, just that they noticed that when she came into the class and they listened to music, they participated in music by singing or, or, or even drumming, you know, tapping on something, uh, their, their life seemed to get much better, especially if it was done on a regular. So, so creativity, and you don't have to be good at it. Just do it. It releases something in your brain. It's, it's like a power comes through that helps your brain to be happier, stimulated. Just do it. The other is exercise. The amount of information that is coming in about exercise is almost unbelievable i I read day almost daily. I have books on it, and there's articles coming in, even in popular magazines, not only when they tell you how you know the fitness magazines, the health magazines, but they explain some of the things that happen and Let me give you some some ideas. Um, there was the thirteen hundred and twenty four elderly participants, and they just had them doing moderate exercise. And they found that they reduced the odds of cognitive, which is mental impairment, which leads to Alzheimer's, by 30 to 40%. That's huge, folks. So what are we talking about in exercise? We're not talking about having to work up a big sweat we're not talking about doing things you don't like. We're talking about walking, but walking with a purpose. It's, it's not just a casual stroll. It's actually what they call brisk walking. We're talking about swimming. We're talking about bicycle riding, including stationary bikes, which you can get into your house. They're not that expensive. You can sit and watch television and, and use the bicycle. They're talking about yoga, which is extremely effective. They're talking about dance all of these things that anyone can do when you recognize how important it is to exercise and here is some of the, some information that i will now quote from sources besides the information i've just put together these direct sources the ability to form new neurons and connections between neurons can be greatly enhanced by exercise, we are able to take in more information, process, and remember it. And they're not sure exactly, but the researchers have identified a molecule. They call this molecule BDNF, you don't have to know this name, but some people are curious, brain-derived neurotrophic factor, and they feel that that is the reason for the Increase in the ability of the brain to form new neurons and new connections to increase dramatically. And they say that it can explain in part why people who exercise tend to have less memory loss, are less prone to anxiety and depression, and have up to 50% lower risk of developing Alzheimer's disease or any other forms of dementia than those people who are sedentary. That's how important it is. Another thing about exercise is that it also can reverse depression because it influences the same neurochemicals as antidepressants. But unlike antidepressants, there are no negative side effects.
2: Wow, those statistics were truly amazing. And most people may not connect the brain and the factor plays on the rest of your body and good health and uh, decreasing dementia, Alzheimer's. Uh, but the brain is, is fueling the rest of the body. So there you go, folks. Take That's note. quite true. And the fact
0: is. Um, until they had the magnetic resonance imaging machines and the advanced electron microscopy and other technologies, they could not zero in on the activities and actually see that the healthy body, a body that exercises, makes for a healthier brain. Now, I want to share something uh, with you from one of my many books. When Canadian researchers measured the energy expenditure and cognitive functioning of a large group of elderly adults over the course of 2 to 5 years, the results were predictable. Most of the volunteers who did not exercise and almost most of the volunteers did not exercise and almost none worked out vigorously. Their activities consisted of walking around the block, cooking, gardening, cleaning, and that sort of thing. But even so, in doing those exercises, the effects of this modest activity on the brain were remarkable. The doctor says, while the only sedentary volunteers, of which there were many, scored significantly worse over the years on tests of cognitive function, the most active group showed little decline. About 90% of those with the greatest daily energy expenditure could think and remember just as well year after year. Understand this was a research project with thousands of people. Following these people and thinking and, and noticing what they were thinking, how they were thinking, and what happened as they continued with their particular form of exercise. And our results indicate that vigorous exercise isn't necessary to protect your mind. And the doctor, Dr. Middleton, says that's exciting It might inspire people who would be intimidated about the idea of exercising to get up and move. But when you know it's not uh, necessary to do vigorous exercise, they do recommend at least three to six times a day, I mean six times a week of exercising.
2: Thank goodness it wasn't six times a day. (laughs) People have (laughs) enough trouble with six times a week. I thought it was... From what I hear from most people that are really into exercise, I thought it was more like five times a week. Right, but now those are people
0: who are into exercise. There are many people who obviously are not, and what what I'm sharing now is how they can get back into it five times a week is definitely an ideal. But some people get zero exercise, Joyce, I mean except from walking to the refrigerator no, no, and I, back.
2: I, I, I know about that as well for sure. So what are you suggesting for people that are couch potatoes? Where do they start and how much time? Well, where they start is with something. I guess walking, you know, walking as if you have
0: some purpose. You want to get somewhere. You don't have to be out of breath, but you want to get somewhere. Uh, that would be the easiest thing. And you've got to start slowly. If you never exercise, start with 15 minutes. Ideally, exercise could be, half an hour to forty five minutes. That's ideally. We're not talking about becoming a fitness expert here. I'm talking about how to build a better brain. And people who have never exercised have to begin somewhere. Walking some No, I will... agree
2: with you. so you're saying forty five, I would have guessed to half an hour to start. Well, I started with that. I said a half you know, work up to a half an hour. Or oh, oh gotcha. Right yeah,
0: gotcha. And, um, and and it depends on the person. Some people might decide, "I really like this. I'm enjoying swimming, or I'm enjoying sitting on my bike, or I'm watching a one-hour TV show that I enjoy, and I find that best, that pedaling while I'm on it is no trouble at all, because you can put the resistance as high as you want it, and as you continue and you get stronger and you like, you can bring the resistance level up higher, but it doesn't have to go to a form where you're panting because you won't do it. Unless you lack exercise, there are people who do. Look, there's people who want to climb, you know, Mount Kilimanjaro and at Mount Everest. Uh, that's not yes. what we're talking about. We're talking yes. about just recognizing the importance of that activity. The other word we have here is avoid, so let me tell you what it's important to avoid. The most important thing to avoid is the standard American diet. Um, According to Dr. Daniel Amen, one of the foremost brain experts, he's an MD, he's got clinics all over the country and for all I know in other parts of the world, um, and he does a lot of brain shows on uh, public television. Um, He said there's a four- hundred percent risk of Alzheimer's when you are eating the standard American diet. 400 percent, okay? Let me tell you what that is. It's what most people eat. It's processed preserved foods with pesticides, GMOs, GMOs are genetically modified organisms, chemicals, artificial flavorings and colorings, antibiotics and hormones. Added sugar, especially high fructose corn syrup, also seen as HFSC. This is, unfortunately, the average diet in America and probably in most, quotes civilized countries. So that's the first thing to avoid. How do you avoid that? Well, we're going to talk about, when we get to N, what N stands for is nurture and nutrition. I'll tell you what you should eat. Right now I'm talking about what to avoid. Avoid as much as possible sugar and refined flour. There's a tremendous amount of information, and it goes back literally decades. Uh, Actually, it goes back centuries, but, I mean, books were written about it decades ago, starting with Sugar Blues. Uh, The author does not come to my mind right now, but his wife was at one time, Gloria Swanson. And that's an excellent book written years ago. Uh, There's some new books out now, and there's also articles, and maybe one of the latest articles that I read was that sugar is worse than tobacco, which is also something else to avoid. Alcohol, and I'm talking about you want a healthy brain, these are the things you need to know. Does it mean you can never have a drink? No, you can have a drink. Occasionally, you know, some social drinking is okay, but some people abuse it, and many people who are literally become alcoholics and are not even aware of it, and it is definitely affecting the brain very, very negatively. Some other things we need to avoid is refined flour, because refined flour in our body is, acts exactly like sugar, and it has a very detrimental effect on the brain. Not only is it empty calories, it actually has an effect of its own because of the acidity that it is in. Our body and brain needs more alkaline foods. So this is really serious. Something else you may not be aware of, um, when I was talking about it years ago, and uh, stopped talking about it, but the fact is now... They're actually, doctors are actually referring to the fact that aluminum is a problem. And uh, they're saying that recent results, I'm sorry, it's not recent results. It is years and years of results. But now, for whatever reason, they're finally bringing it out that high aluminum levels are found in the brain, actually, the brains that have Alzheimer's or dementia. So don't. the first thing is, is don't buy foods that contain aluminum. Interesting. Check food labels. You will actually find that many of will we, we'll contain. It'll say L A L U M. It means aluminum. Uh, baking powders, baked goods include them. Uh, there is such a thing as aluminum-free baking powder. If you're using baking powder, uh, they say don't take aluminum antacids if you're taking antacids. Cook. With, do not cook with aluminum, do not use aluminum foil on hot foods because the aluminum will actually soak into it. Do not consume foods or beverages that come in aluminum cans. I know that most people are not going to pay attention to this, but I'm telling Definitely, you what I gotta research- stop
2: you there. Because we we put so much for reheating up in aluminum. So this is all new information. So I want you to talk about it a little more. You're saying you can't take a baked potato, put it in aluminum foil and heat it up. That's what I'm saying.
0: Correct. What then and I am now quoting from Neil D. Barnard M D. President of the non profit physicians committee for responsible medicine. And this is a group that promotes preventative medicine. And he's an author of numerous books. Now, I want to tell you, I said this 25 years ago. So this is not new information to me, but it hasn't been publicized sufficiently. You avoid antiperspirants with aluminum. The labels may say aluminum or A-L-U-M, alum, to indicate an aluminum-containing ingredient. They are now confirming with all of the testing, besides the things that nutritionists, and I'm not talking about dietitians, I'm talking about real nutritionists, said years ago about aluminum is now being confirmed because there is the ability to test the brain observe the brain see the problems that are in the brain so it is not a matter of conjecture well maybe it is or maybe it isn't it is very definite that the that um, that people who have a high concentration of aluminum comes from taking in all of these products, even our tap water. In some cases, well, I, I, well we spill to my water, so we don't have any aluminum in it, That you might have to check the water in your area and see that it doesn't have it. Uh, we never use, and I haven't used aluminum pots and pans I was just going to say that uh,
2: everyone buys packages of those aluminum uh, uh, kind of uh, pans, you know, uh, that they put in the oven. But that package, they have tons of them, the aluminum foil, even to take something uh, left over, and they put it in aluminum foil in the refrigerator. So it's not just in the heating that you're saying not to use it, period. Well, if something is
0: actually cold... I don't, my personal opinion here, or hasn't said that, but my personal opinion is that it is not a problem. That after it's cold, I don't mean that cool, I mean cold, so that none of the aluminum can seep in. And there are other uses for aluminum foil. Um, I use it. Um, I'm trying to think of when I use it. Um, and I, 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 <laughs> I'll tell you the truth, I don't even know. But I do have a package of it. Um, but never, ever... Uh, for cooking or baking. And, yes, at one time I had aluminum pots. We're talking maybe 40 years ago. Um, and But I know people will roast a turkey and they put aluminum foil on it. What Absolutely. Can I t- I'm telling you what the research shows, Joyce. I'm telling you and I'm telling our listeners. And what one does with it is totally up to the individual I get all that I'm just
2: so stunned to hear something that's so much a part of the average household I've been with so many people in the kitchen and we're putting things away when there's a big meal and everyone helps out everything goes into the aluminum foil you're saying maybe in the refrigerator it's not seeping in it's not so bad but when you're heating something up it can seep in well it not only can it does that's the point it does, so it's not, it's not not
0: to be used for that purpose. You're talking about what's very much a part of the life. So is all processed and, and um, standard American diet. That is part of life. That's what people eat. They eat preserve processed foods. They're not reading the labels. They're not even aware of the fact of how much sugar is put into foods, into foods that you would say, Oh, This is a perfectly good sugar, I mean perfectly good food, that it's not just in desserts and and in ice cream or candy or cake. It's also in salad dressings, in peanut butter, in canned vegetables, which are probably in aluminum cans, which is not that good anyhow. I never, ever use canned vegetables. I only use frozen vegetables and organic. Uh, It's in ketchup. It's in crackers. It's in cold cuts. All of these things. So what do you have to do? Read labels. Because sugar is prevalent in today's foods and beverages, and it's a, it's a big issue. But, you know, when you say it, it's in every household, do you know what's also in every household? If there's elderly people in most of the households, they either have a form of cognitive disability or a form of dementia or a form of Alzheimer's. It's, it's not uncommon. And this is, you're not going to find it, you know, while you're young, that this is going to happen to you, hopefully, but it is something that builds in the brain. So we don't, we want to stop. Whenever we are aware of something and it becomes important enough, we stop. I need to move on because well, there's so much on, more. I
2: just need you to stop one more second because uh, you specifically mentioned what is in deodorant. So I just want to give you folks a website because I only use 100% organic deodorant, and I get that from healthy and organic Dot net I do use the deodorant I did know there are many toxic chemicals in the average deodorant so if you want pure organic deodorant go to healthy and organic. Dot net and you'll find all the products that you can replace yours with that are healthy and organic what I use in the shower is all organic uh, all of the, the washing my hands all of that so healthy and you can get your deodorant there and and their products are awesome. Uh, So I just wanted to say that. And Beverly mentioned earlier on Sugar Blues, I remember the book as I had it years and years ago. I remember it. It is an old book, but it's still available on Amazon. And the author is William Dufty, D-U-F-T-Y. William Dufty is the author on Amazon. So I just wanted to share that. Okay, uh, let me continue with what we need to avoid, and it is
0: excessive cell phone use which mo- so much information is coming about, how much out danger it is to the brain. There are things that you can do to put on your phone, there are ways of keeping the phone off of, from your ear, you know, so that it's down close in another part of your body. There are things that you can buy. You can look that up on Google for the places that sell them. They exist. You can even go into, perhaps, into places that sell the cell phones and find them. I don't use a cell phone, so um, I'm not familiar with all of the gadgets, but they do exist. You also don't want to use microwavable um, popcorn uh, because this, aside from the problems with microwaves, uh, the popcorn uses artificial butter flavoring, which chemics, chemists have found out actually has something in there that causes a chemical that causes clumps in the brain, which they find in Alzheimer's. Um, also, I'm going to say, to the best of your ability, do what you can to avoid accidents where you're banging your head. And I'm going to say as much as football and, and, and all of these sports are just something that we love, uh, it is important to avoid to the best of your ability concussions because they have found that concussions do cause an actual brain damage which has to be taken care of. So protect your brain and if you're an elderly person or live with elderly people, make sure that all, everything is so set up so that it's easy for them not to have an accident
2: okay Beverly I just have to say that we're running very short on time you have two letters left and a phenomenal poem no doubt so please let's uh, speed this up a bit well would you well I would have liked to but you asked me questions that I have to answer
0: and my question is do you want me to um, continue this make this a two-part program because nutrition is a huge thing, and the nutrition and nurture are the two things for the N, which includes a lifestyle, which includes what kind of foods to eat, why Um, the I has to do with interest, information, involvement, then talking about what these things are. So it's up to you, Joyce, this is your program. Yes, we
2: can make this a two-part program, and I'm happy to do it because the information was so uh valuable and so foreign. If I'm saying it's foreign to me, I don't know how many others it is about the aluminum that was very valuable. Uh, so absolutely, I'm fine with that. We will make it a two part program. Wonderful. So all I want you to do is just briefly do the B-R-A part, just the words, uh, you know, to reinforce that they were the words. And we'll, we will start our next show about the brain uh, as well. So the B is for? Breathing. And
0: I gave you a wonderful, simple breath. Breathe in six.
2: Hold for two. Breathe out seven. And I want to say it's Belief. possible f- Pardon? I'm just speeding it along, and then you said oh, beliefs. Oh, Okay, you have
0: to monitor your beliefs. R is for reprogramming. If you find your beliefs are not working for you, then reprogram. And I did mention my book, which you can find on my website, BeverlyNadler.com. Vibrational Harmony is the name of the book and it will definitely help you in reprogramming. And keep in mind that it's repetition and reinforcement. You don't do something one time, except when a miracle happens, as Joyce pointed out, and sometimes it does. Um, You need to repeat and reinforce it. And the A is for activity. The activity is art, music, music. In other words, creativity, any creativity thing that you do is going to affect your brain in a positive way. And the other activity, of course, is exercise, how important that is. The other A word is avoid, and I've given you a lot of things to avoid. And we may review some of this next week if we have time, but we're going to begin with the I and the N in brain, because there's a lot of information that you want to take note of that will absolutely help your life and help your brain with those letters.
2: So, absolutely, there will be a next time, there will be a part two, and we will start with just very briefly so people have continuity doing the BRA and then going into the IN and putting the whole thing together. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Beverly, I know you have a poem on the brain, and just what might that be? Oh, I have a poem on
0: the brain, but I do want to mention something. Um, we have a show tomorrow um, that is that that is all about St. Patty's Day. So you don't and you don't have to be Irish to listen to it.
2: <laughs> very good yes it's a great show called let's celebrate St. Patrick's Day and who are we celebrating it with none other than Beverly Nadler. she may be our guru on health and that she is but she also is is very fun and upbeat as we talk about St. Patrick's Day which is tomorrow fun facts, trivia, quotes Irish proverbs, blessings, traditions so join us and yes you don't she is correct. You don't have to be Irish. Thank no, you I'm really for uh, sharing that. that. <laughs>
0: yes, it's going to be a fun day. And by the way, um, somewhere along this, even though there is no F in brain, I will be talking about the importance of having fun, enjoying yourself. It's important. But here is the poem, uh, You Have to Train Your Mind and Brain. And let me tell you that it is mostly about reprogramming. You're a spiritual being living in physicality, experiencing life in a world of polarity. To free yourself from struggle and pain, you will have to train your mind and brain. Your brain is the organ through which your mind operates, and without training, they will not cooperate with your decisions to break old habits and create new, because your mind and brain do what they are conditioned and programmed to do. Your subconscious mind with programs that run on automatic often makes your life difficult and overly dramatic. That which you want to do, you often don't, and that which you want to stop doing, you often won't. The fact is, you need desire and discipline if you want to change, for it takes much persistence, for your brain to rearrange the neural pathways that determine your automatic reactions. They are the hidden cause of your thoughts, feelings, and actions. Your brain likes you to do what you've always done, and it doesn't care whether they're miserable or having fun. To alter neural pathways, the brain needs new stimulation, and your mind needs new knowledge gained through education. To keep your mind on its course requires motivation, and to weaken old patterns, it's beneficial to do meditation. Of course, there are people, though very few, who can change without seemingly having to do anything at all, except have strong intention and aspiration, and they're able to change their mind and brain and their life's destination. But for the rest of us, I strongly urge that you heed what I say. Learn what it takes to train your mind and brain, and begin today.
2: Oh, Beverly, what can I say that I haven't said before on each and every poem you create? Awesome, extraordinary, phenomenal. I just want a book, Beverly, on on poems to inspire and motivate that I, I will look at every day. So we have to have that happen. Folks, if you want to be a part in having that happen, if you're a publisher, uh, wh- whoever you are in that regard, this is a book that needs to be done and needs to get out. So thank you, Beverly Nadler. And for those of you who got so much out of this show today, I know I did. When are you going to take what you got and put it into action? Mm-hmm. Joyce, Barry, and friends, the number one worldwide internet radio show. This poem, an original by US truly, is entitled, If Not Now, When? We are giving you the education. We are giving you the information. We are giving you the motivation. We are giving you the inspiration, what you really need to do is to put this into application. Do you want a transformation? You must use your imagination. It might take some perspiration. It's all in the preparation. You must really be sure there is no procrastination. It helps to have a fascination and very strong determination. You want a positive demonstration. Achieve success in the administration. It really is the time. Give each show your consideration. What is your aspiration? What do you need for stimulation to get healthy and off that medication? To get wealthy, it's your destination. So make today the day for your participation. If you do, congratulations. If not, now, when? So I want to thank you, extraordinary guest, friend, author, poet, Beverly Nadler. And, folks, I want to end with my special prayer for all of you. May yesterday be the last day, the very last day of your struggles, your suffering, your ill health, your misfortunes, your problems, your pain, your worries, your troubles, your trials and tribulations. May today be the first day. It is the first day of the rest of your life. May it be the beginning of the very best of your life with extraordinary wishes granted and dreams coming true make this the most meaningful year of making more money good health good luck good fortune attracting special people and opportunities creating magical memories and manifesting marvelous miracles that is my prayer for all of you and on the heels of that we want you to know that we invite you to sing along with us dance along with us and laugh along with us and you can do that right here right now to the Joyce Barry Mash
1: I was listening to blog talk radio when my ears heard something that I did know from the speakers of my laptop I heard a voice It was the White Oprah, also known as Joyce. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. I felt so inspired by her show. And her poetry was just so good, you know. I want to listen to Joyce. Again and again, as Joyce would say, if not now, when? He did the mash. The Joyce Barry mash. Joyce Barry mash. She is a coaching smash. He did the mash. You'll catch on in a flash. He did the mash.